0: 5 0 it? called? The 5 0? Okay. What is that? is that? Is that slang for cops? That slang for yeah, cops? Yeah, Hawaii 5 0. Yeah. So the 5 0 down from uh, Philadelphia, uh, suspecting Mike of um, a double homicide on the cops that killed his son.
1: Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a, it opens with a nice flashback here. Do you know what we've never talked about is how the opening sequence is different for each episode. Have you noticed I, that?
0: Okay, no, I hadn't actually, yeah. So we get a different, we get a something different at the start of each episode.
1: Yeah, okay. so this week it was like a torn phone book hanging from a payphone in the middle of nowhere and it was like oh. an advertisement for um Saul, Saul Goodman. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like
0: that. I like that little touch there, the way they do that.
1: It is, it's cool. But anyway,
0: let's get to this episode. So where were yeah. we? The opening shot, um, fantastic opening shot of the train tracks and the train pulling into the station in Albuquerque. Oh, I love that. Yeah, really good. Something I, I've, I've watched it through twice. The first time I watched through the episode, I thought, what are we? We, we aren't going to get much out of this. And then the second time I thought I saw a lot more in it. Um, and I noticed that. Um, so uh, the first thing I saw in this was just the blue light. We're like, we're based in blue light from the very opening shot all the way through. And then, as I went through the episode, I realized all the flashbacks have a blue filter. They're all yeah, this really right. cool blue light, which is, uh, which I guess is the the transformative element of being in a flashback and being back in time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thought
0: well, that was cool. You sort of it it creates a different world. Yeah. Aye,
1: that's it. Well, I guess they have to try to make it clear that you are that it is a flashback. You know what I mm. mean? Um, yeah. I hadn't noticed the blue, but I'll take a wee look. I like the the train was the All Runner Express, which I thought was quite funny. You know, as soon you saw the name of the train, it's the All Runner Express, um, <laughs> which I thought was uh, quite funny as the episode developed. Um, right. And then you've got him going into the the ladies' bathroom, like after she arrives, he heads into the ladies' room to buy himself a yep. um, a sanitary towel.
0: Yep, for sure. To shoulder.
1: redress wind, yeah. this this <laughs> mystery wind that he has. Yeah, I thought that Um, was good.
0: Yeah, really Uh, good opening. Also, that that whole opening sequence in the um, I mean, it was just all the squares and the arches were just screaming at you from every shot. Yeah, I think that I think something they're doing is they're. I don't know if it's deliberate in the locations they pick. I mean, the locations seem to be real real places most of the time, and so it seems to be uh, a lot of the time it's a it's a happenstance that there are so many squares and arches and shit around the place. Yeah, but. They use the camera to draw attention to it, almost. That's you know right. I mean? It's the way that it's shot that just makes a point, you know. Like when For he goes sure. into the washroom, he walks through the arch into the washroom. And he's still <laughs> shot walking, walking through the archway. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very good. Um, yeah, yeah the, the squares is an interesting one. Like, it comes up in the odd episode. No, you know, it's not there all the time, but just... In certain places, you see this influx of that pattern.
0: Yeah, it, there's a big, there's a big square shot later in the episode. We can, uh, we can chat about it when we get to it. Is
1: there? I didn't, I didn't yeah. notice it. I need to oh, start. No. Oh shit. Or... I, I'm
0: a dumbass. It's the start of the next episode.
1: <laughs> 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 Sorry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah.
0: See it. It's for sure, concept. I haven't
1: watched the next episode yet. I'll maybe try to catch it tomorrow. You'll
0: notice um, it right away.
1: It's the top of the show. So it's good. The next episode's a fucking blast. You're gonna is it, it really? <laughs> yeah, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I thought this episode was really funny. Like it had some really it's funny too. moments in it too. Jimmy has a great fucking line in this episode. We'll oh get yeah, to the scene. Yeah. Um, um. So yeah, the second scene then is whenever we really were, we're informed. I guess that the lady is related to Mike. We did. It's yeah. the first time that that's been established, that that's his granddaughter, and um, she is his son's ex, or his son's... What do you call it when somebody's dead? Widow? Widow. <laughs> Sorry, Widow. Yeah. So yeah, his son's Widow. So we didn't... Um, we always wondered who that lady was. Remember, C-C. this is the same lady that... Yeah, yeah that um, he was sticking out her house before. So I wonder when the relationship breaks down. Is this like yep. a little bit of insight into that that
0: happening, yep. right? Um, so yeah, yeah. There's um, we get all Mike's backstory here. We figure we find out um why it is that he's in Albuquerque to begin with. Um, we still haven't found out why Saul's in Albuquerque to begin with, unless he simply moved there because his brother was there. Um, but we'll find. I guess we'll find out at some point for sure. Where did but, they grow up?
1: They didn't grow up in Al- Albuquerque. Where's where are they from?
0: Saul and his brother, the Chicago area. Okay. That town uh, that he talks about where, when he was slipping Jimmy, that's somewhere outside Chicago, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can't remember the name of the town. It's on the tip of my tongue.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, there was a couple of nice shots there. There was a nice shot of Mike when he was talking to Stacey, sitting at the table when he's all in denial. Uh, he's, I thought Mike played that really well. Like, Stacey is pushing him on the phone call, and the way he becomes sort of visibly agitated, but while trying to conceal his agitation. Yeah, that's is, right. Is, is, uh, is really well acted out. And For then sure. just, there's Very this Very nice well shot. put
1: together lines, like his yeah. lines
0: were quite well delivered. For sure. And there's this, There's a couple of nice shots. One is of the toys in the sandpit with them in the yeah. backdrop. And another one is when they're sitting at the table and we see a like a distant shot of Mike and Stacey. And in the side of the doorway, there's a little basin of toys. Just, yes, yeah, yeah. just sitting there just um, a flash I, of colour
1: I quite like that, those shots the scenes in the garden, it was a really huge garden I thought, like I don't know what American gardens are like, maybe they're all like that <laughs> um, but it just seemed enormous um, and uh, a bit um, I guess Stephen King would call it slippage where you're kind of it's, it's all a bit run down and shabby you know, like there are parts of it that were totally overgrown and other parts were like really bare and sandy, yeah. you know what I mean
0: slippage is that's a good word
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah um so yeah and there's that she's challenging him by like the phone call between him and maddie before before
0: maddie got shot as we yeah. discover yeah and then she kicks him out <laughs> then she kicks him out um oh yeah we also find out mike says uh, he makes a comment that he's better Oops, sorry. oh yes that's that right i'm code. better now so i'm better now i, I assume it relates to his possibly to the alcoholism. Yeah, um, that's right. Although he says I'm better now whenever he'd literally just been pissed as fuck, you know. The day before. The day before in the bar. But I it wonder if that like... was
1: part of the setup. Was the alcoholism part of the setup? Was that just part of the, possibly. the scam
0: that he was running? You know what I mean? To get yeah. the two cops. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought it was pretty neat how there's a comparison here. There's somewhat of a comparison between Mike and um, Chuck, I think having illness an illness of some sort you know older guys uh connected to jimmy yeah that's and, true yeah it's like a sh- kind of a shadow character almost
1: that's true i like how these little scenes that they they put into into different places kind of tie up some of the ends from other episodes you know and they kind of they're, they're building the characters and building the storylines as they kind of go from episode to episode it's really good mm-hmm. um so it'll be interesting how that one develops and then yeah. he takes a taxi cab, he gets into the taxi and he heads off to the vets. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. think, is this another Breaking Bad character? I think the vet is a Breaking <laughs> Bad character, maybe.
0: Is he? I don't know. I, I, my memory is really fussy on Breaking Bad, quite possibly. Was Breaking Bad set in Albuquerque? <laughs> or was it somewhere else? We're gonna to have to edit out that we don't know this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or we just leave it in. Fuck. We're not we're not meant to be experts. We're just chatting about it. Yeah. Um, I couldn't tell you.
0: I don't know. Um I could look it up, but I'm not going to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure the vet is from Dr. Caldera. I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure he's the same vet that's that treats people in breaking bad. Um okay.
0: yeah the vet makes uh the vet says uh did he say welcome now that you're in the land of enchantment he says something like that or <laughs>
1: welcome to the land
0: of enchantment <laughs> <laughs> and um a notable a notable moment here was when the vet i think um offers mike some work he says i know people if you if you're looking for work the implication that's right being, you know shady criminal work and um, yeah that's and right mike, Mike declines. And this is important. I think this is, there's a, there's a a double thread going on where, um, where whenever upcoming, um, Mike asks, uh, uh, what, what Jim, uh, what, uh, to spill the coffee on the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, he doesn't want to. He says he's going to be a. He's just going to be a straight-up lawyer. He's going to be, you know. <laughs> yeah. So they they both start off making these statements that they're trying to be straight. Yeah, be straight. that's
1: true. That's true. It's interesting that Mike is is in this position where he, like Jimmy, is almost reluctant or trying to fight the slide into the criminal underworld. Like Jimmy's That's always right. trying to set himself up as like a legitimate lawyer. And Mike's doing the same here where he's been offered this work and he's not interested in it. Like he sees that as behind him almost, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, there's those two those two storylines almost mirroring each other.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, Mike gets busted or he doesn't get busted. He goes in for questioning, doesn't he? Like they knock on his door.
0: Yep, they take them in, and uh, and then see it's there, it's from there. From then we come um, forward in time, and the color shifts. We're no longer in the blue world of the flashback. Um, we are back in.
1: Pre- oh yeah! Shit! GM, yeah.
0: And the light That's becomes right. sort of this normal sort of warm brown gray light. Yeah. Of, uh, of the of that we usually have. <laughs> um and then the cop says he looks like matlock and uh he says uh he says um no i look like a young paul newman dressed as matlock <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i just that's, i love that line and it was yeah. good it was really good and then what was it that he said whenever he introduced him say hello to barney fife or something like that yeah or, that's um... right
0: barney fife And Jimmy's
1: like, wrong shoe, nice try or something like that. Um, I thought that was very good. Jimmy's really in his element here, isn't he? You know, he's very confident and dealing with the cops and stuff. Um, Yeah, yeah, I thought that was really good. Um, Yeah. And then we've got the setup of the, um, where he brings the coffee and Mike wants him to spill it on the guy. Yeah, the bump and dump. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, i love that that phrase bump and thump um and we also got exposition there's a lot of exposition in here in terms of mike's story and uh jimmy asks the cops to tell him everything as if he, he didn't know anything which he actually didn't because mike didn't tell him anything and then uh, that's he it. says um this is my favorite line from the episode he says don't let mr Ermintrout's dancing eyes and bubbly bon vivant personality fool you. He's actually, believe it or not, somewhat taciturn. Shall I fan you you gently so you don't go into shock?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that line. Just that line
0: at the end. Should I fan you gently or shall I fan
1: you gently? It was just delivered with such perfect timing as well. You know, the pause, like, and then he said it, shall I fan you gently with his tone and then paused again. (laughs) Um, I
0: thought that was really good. I think that's my favorite line so far. Yeah, that's a sure. it's one of the best from the show so far, for sure, yeah.
1: And then the cops um, are really pissed off that they have to go through the whole story. um, And yeah. we learn that Mike's son has been killed. And mm-hmm. um, almost we're learning it at the same time as Jimmy, you know what I mean? So this is, uh, you know, us being brought up to date with the story too. um, right. And Jimmy is fixated on, on Mike the whole time. Like he just stares over at him the whole time the cops are, are talking, which yeah. I thought was quite um intense it's almost like there's that emotional connection between the two of them already you know that that it isn't just um there's that kind of empathy between them
0: yep yeah absolutely um yeah and then there's the actual bump and dump which was um i mean this is this is the part i loved i mean we started off uh with uh with uh with Mike saying he was going to go straight, and we, and then Jimmy saying he was going to be a straight up lawyer. And then in this just one magical moment, it's like watching the masters at work. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Jimmy spills the coffee. And if you just watch Mike and how he yeah. sucks the path the guy, and they, you can actually see it, you can see it all. You can see his hand going up into the pocket, removing it, the thing. Sure. I mean, it must have taken them, I don't know how many times it must have taken them to get that right, but the whole thing was so fucking smooth. Yeah, definitely. A lot of practice, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the the Paul Newman reference, I think was almost like, I think Paul Newman was in The Sting, wasn't he? I, I didn't look it up. I don't it's know. a movie about con artists.
1: Oh, is it really?
0: Yeah, The Sting. The Sting's a classic. You I'll should have watch to it, check if it if out. you haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, I've seen it once many, many years ago, but it's a, it's a great movie. 1973 um, starring uh, Robert Redford, Paul Newman, uh, and a bunch of other people. And that, that's a great one. Yeah. So I almost feel there was sort of a there was a vibe, you know. I, I yeah. think they almost they almost seem to use these movie references to situate the to situate you and situate the show, you know, in its milieu sort of
1: for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um there's a lot of movie references throughout throughout the show, you know, that we've picked up on quite a few.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We should do a show on the references. <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe be. i feel like i'm out of practice this week because we haven't recorded in so long i'm like trying to catch up in minutes i'll
0: um, shut up for a while and let you talk i'm talking oh god.
1: too much no god it's because i'm unprepared <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i just see i've been I, I just did it this morning i watched it this morning when i got up with my coffee in minutes and that was the second I... watch. so yeah you're much more yeah. on it than me this week <laughs> um i was um but that was a great, I just loved that, that I could watch that. I'm, I'm going to watch that again at some point, the bump and dump. I just loved how they carried that out.
1: Oh, it was really good, for sure. Really good. And then you've got in the car just after whenever they're, they they leave um, and Jimmy asks him, you know, what? how did you know that I was going to do it? You know, how did you know that oh, I was yeah. going to do it? And again, it's like Jimmy just can't, Every it's almost like everybody can see that Jimmy is, is this shady lawyer
0: apart from him. That's right, and every time it happens, he just feels sort of gutted in a way. It's like, how did you know? Like, <laughs> he looks so pathetic. It's like I know. It's so I know it's troubling. You know, it's like, but I just love that. Was a great line as well. That that little scene, everything that played out. You know, with Jimmy and, and Mike there right up to that moment was yeah, and when he says that, it's like poor Jimmy.
1: <laughs> I know, like, honest to god, even <laughs> poor whenever poor Mike Jimmy. takes the, the notebook out and he starts to flip through it, and Jimmy's like, yeah. Do you need to do that in front of me? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's really disturbed that he, he was implicated in it,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: You know, he just doesn't want to yeah. accept it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. yeah. So the, so, though, the notebook well, has some, um, the timeline is noted in the notebook. I can't remember when this comes up, but there's a scene where you can kind of read through some of the notes. It might I be like a bit that. later on.
0: I, I actually like that shot. I like how they just gave us a real close look at the notebook to the extent can yeah, read the words on it. Yeah.
1: For sure. And the diagram that they had of where the cop car was parked and, you know, so it was pretty um, in-depth and stuff, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then I he's off to Stacy. Then we're back at Stacy's and um he uh I guess we're in the flashback again, I think. Are we? Or Yeah, that, so I think no, the that, flash No, that's current. Sorry, that's current, because after he gets the notebook, he goes over to Stacy's to say, Did you call the cops? Because he, he saw her call to the cops in the notebook.
1: Oh yes, okay. Yeah, there's that little interlude between the two and she admits that she did and that she found money yes wasn't um, that what it was um,
0: seven thousand dollars something like that yeah and so she mike thought she was implying that or or she suspected that matt his, his son was dirty was a dirty cop and uh he was really upset about that and uh he let that's her happen, it and then uh stormed out and then we go into the flashback
1: that's it and you see mike in the street outside the bar in the alleyway
0: yeah and again you're just suddenly bathed in blue light and there's just a cold there's a cold light filter over the whole thing such that yellows look sort of greeny and yeah that's right yeah but i love the atmosphere in these scenes where there's a there's a darkness pockmarked by lights and uh you know like that's when you it. Get the distance, the shots in the bar and
1: the shadowy alleyway, and then the, mm-hmm. the gloomy the gloominess inside the the bar itself. Um, mm. I really liked how much thought Mike had put into this setup. You know, the fact that he went to the cop car, um, that he planted the handgun that he needed in the back seat. It's like he he anticipated exactly how the cops would respond. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't. It was only on my second watch that I realized that that's what he'd done. Yeah, um, me too. And then, like, the first time around, whenever he confronted them in the bar, I was almost like, oh, what is he confronting them about that, like, whenever he's pissed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, And then I realised that it was all a setup to get them, get them right into the middle of nowhere so he could do the dirty deed and knock them off.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but I thought that was really good. I can't imagine that, like, and I know that this is, like, a different era when it's a set and... Is it the 90s or the 80s? I don't know. Um, But cops being on duty, sitting, eating dinner and drinking in, in a bar, like maybe that is mm-hmm. how it would work in America, but it would there's no way that would happen here. No. <laughs> Never yeah. in a million years. Um, Although maybe, well, they weren't off duty because they were in uniform and they had a cop car parked in the yeah, alleyway, right. you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I just thought was really bizarre. And he walks in and they, they, they lift their balls up to cheers him, you know what I mean, as he goes in um yeah you're right i, I didn't thought that was really that, odd but that,
0: that is odd yeah but
1: maybe that's how it is in the states you know these small towns in the states and um it was a cop bar like cop bars do yeah. exist so right maybe maybe it is yeah yeah normal um and then it's again back into the setup where he sits and drinks all night he confronts him whenever he's pissed waits until closing time he um tells the bartender that he's moving to Albuquerque. Like, this is all part of him getting his story in order so that, you know, he knows that he'll be investigated and the bartender's going to feed that information back to the cops. And, you know, so I thought that was really good. Um, And then he's out walking. He decides he's going to walk home and he knows the cops are going to... Those two cops, what are they called again? I didn't write down their names. No, I didn't either. I can't remember. I, I didn't write down their names. Um. So then they pick him up
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's in the back of their police car. They put him in the back of the police car and, um,
0: yeah. Yeah. And then he pulls the old, we get the old bait and switch where we're focused in on the cops deciding what they're going to do with Mike. And then he's like, that's exactly what I would have done. And he's standing there pointing a <laughs> the gun.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, it reminds me of that the bait and switch in the, uh, in the Goonies, it was the same scene at the end whenever Mikey's stand there. He's like, what are we going to do about the Fratellis? And Mikey's like, I have a great idea. We could leave a trail of jewels into one cave, and then when the Fratellis follow those <laughs> jewels into that cave, then we can make a run for it. And Fratelli's yeah. like, now that sounds like a great idea. <laughs>
1: She's standing right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really good. I remember yeah. that. We'll have to do our movie podcast. Um, yeah. Let me see if I've written down anything else. I haven't really. I've got loads of notes, but they're not really. I'm going to have to put a bit more work into this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, the only other note I have on that scene is that the gunshot kind of blends into background noise. It was really nice how they worked a little bit of audio engineering there. The gunshot goes, and then it it, it, it trails, you know, it echoes Yeah. kind of dissipates gradually. In a really yeah eerie way giving you that whole moment to contemplate what you just saw or it was experience
1: it. for sure and it was a very clever way for mike to do it because obviously the police had uh, the, the two cops were going to knock him off so mm-hmm. he knew that they were going to take him to somewhere secluded and somewhere out of the way so in a way he just it let them do all the hard work you know what i mean yeah. like where um if he was trying to if he had if he had approached it in a different way, he would have had to plan where he was going to do it and how he was going to get the cops there. Whereas yep. this way he just plants the seed and says, you know, I know what you guys did, and then mm-hmm. they do the rest. You know, they take mm-hmm. him and they bundle him off in the car. And, you know, so it was a very clever, a clever way to go about it. Even the fact that um I didn't notice if he was wearing gloves in the um the first time that he goes to the car to break in with the string. You know, like, how he, he unlocked the yeah. door?
0: That's what I thought as he was doing it when I watched it the second time. I thought he's going to leave his fingerprints on the...
1: Yes, I don't think door. he was wearing gloves there. No. But he did put his gloves on as he was leaving the bar. He had, like, leather gloves on because, of course, his fingerprints would be all over the cop car. Right, um, yes. So, you know, very, very, uh, very detailed preparation apart from that little blip whenever his yeah. fingerprints would have been all over the cop car. So they would have... <laughs> yeah. You know, that's like a little... Their um their producer should have picked up on that. Their, <laughs> what do you call their set manager? Who's it that manages the I can't remember, the showrunner? Is it a showrunner show that picks up on I don't know. Continuity person, I don't know, but he should have been wearing <laughs> his fucking gloves. <laughs> um I don't know if that do you reckon that would actually work with card doors with the string? Like you put the maybe string down the, and
0: maybe some of those old card doors it might, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Certainly interesting. Yeah. Um also, it was the second time, at least that I recall, that um, they used the uh, tricking someone by being pretending to be drunk. That Jimmy, pulled, Jimmy and his buddy pulled a similar routine. Oh, yes, where, that's right. Where the big guy lay on the ground and pretended to be drunk. And that's how they yeah. the other sucker with the watch scam.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's really interesting. <laughs> that is really interesting. That it's more or less the same
0: scam, isn't it? I mean, but I they, wonder, it'd be hilarious if they just keep using it you know, throughout the seasons. And like, the writer's like, I know, why doesn't, we, why doesn't he pretend to be drunk?
1: <laughs> it's just, yeah, a lack of imagination in the writing room.
0: <laughs> Well, we've seen it twice. Let's see if it happens again. For sure. Um, yeah.
1: So then he takes off to Albuquerque.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love how that scene just ended with Mike walking away. Like he just started to walk out of the car park um yeah god knows where he was he he was in the arson of nowhere you know what i mean god knows how long
0: he was walking for that's what i thought so walk all the way home
1: where is he fucking gonna like what if he doesn't know where he is you'll need to figure out where he is first yeah you yeah
0: there'll be problems <laughs> yeah for sure but i thought that as well yeah so then um then we get the last scene the 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 closing scene where he has his emotional heart to heart with um Stacy yeah that's right and so much as tells her what what um he did and then this is Mike's big emotional scene I guess and uh um he says he broke his boy when he's explaining how he tried to get his son to go along with the money go along with the the dirty cops and take the money and we you know we get an explanation of what how what how it happens you know like they find they pilfer money from drug busts, or else they take money from um, drug dealers and stuff to look the other way and whatever. Yeah, and uh, he he tells his son then that he was on the take, and then um, that shattered his son's image of him. I suppose as an idealized figure, yeah, An idealized sort of hero. Um, that's right. <clears throat> I mean, it's a. I mean that that's kind of in a sense that's relatable. I guess they're getting at that sense that kids grow up and realize that their parents aren't perfect you know that's like, yeah um, like um are your kids are, are, are your kids in bed there no they're not they're at their mum's. okay good yeah because i was just going to say i was just thinking the other day about um how you know my two are getting old enough to, to the point where um they're going to find out or figure out that santa claus doesn't exist yeah and how um I was looking up the average age for kids, I guess, in in England and America, it's somewhere around the age of eight or eight and a half, something like that, or earlier even. And um and how different kids react to this in different ways. You know, there's a couple of interesting articles on it online, and um some kids kind of they lose a bit of trust in their parents because they've been lied to.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. For sure. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. Um
1: I'm pretty uh, sure my two, my two definitely know that Santa doesn't exist anymore. Like they've got, um, whenever Sophia was in the BSPA, Belfast School of Performing Arts, um, they had mixed groups right up to the age of like 16, 17 year olds. So there was no chance coming up to Christmas that they were going to um, play along. And I think that right. that was when she was, um, I guess, seven or eight. So she would come home and she would be all annoyed and she would ask and, you know, and it's, yep. uh yeah. And then Jack as well now has, has friends in the street that are like 12, 13. And uh, I just, like this year, we I just knew that they'd all been chatting about it in the run up to Christmas. Yeah,
0: cool. I don't know about my two. I think um they've been in Tokyo for the last year where Santa Claus didn't visit really Tokyo uh in December.
1: Uh, right, so they'll okay. Have
0: fig- they'll have figured that out. That Santa Claus doesn't actually bring presents to all the children in, in the whole world, <laughs> and uh, yeah. they, and I don't know. On the other hand, she they've, since they've been there, I don't know if they would have been exposed to any chatter about how Santa Claus doesn't exist, right? That they would have gotten it at school. Um, yeah, but, but if they do still believe, I'm thinking of doing a big thing this year and doing a setup and uh, getting them to investigate Santa, and then I'll pretend to be Santa, and then they'll catch me <laughs> and uh, find out that it's me, and then. <laughs> <laughs> you're an asshole why <laughs> fucking spoil it for them <laughs> well because they're too old you know like so it's time you know yeah it's so sad
1: like it is sad whenever they really don't believe in Santa and it was worse it for us sad. because we'd started to do the elf in the shelf as well did you ever do elf in the shelf no Where maybe you like... tell me about it though and it's, it's horrendous. I don't recommend any parent ever does it because it's awful. Um, it starts off really nice and it's lovely every day they get up and the elf has done something new but you see trying to remember to do it and after, after two or three years you're like, why did I ever fucking start this? <laughs> um, <laughs> but they, they developed a really strong emotional attachment then to their elves. These are their elves and all of a sudden if Santa doesn't exist it means the elves are bullshit too. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, maybe you should have just one day put the elf's head in the toilet and (laughs) after that,
1: (laughs) (laughs) the elf couldn't take it anymore. Terrible. (laughs) Um, I think this year I'll give them their elves as gifts, maybe, and then they'll have them, you know what I mean, for whenever they, I don't know, want to punish me for something they can, I don't know, bring it up and use it for their kids or whatever yeah um but yeah my two definitely don't know about santa but yeah you're right so um that whole concept of of not trusting your parents you know of of Mm -hmm. of his son being disappointed in him and had him on such a pedestal and you know that he broke him and it was all for nothing because they fucking killed him anyway you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah fairly depressing um yeah I, i only watched an episode of gotham around exactly the same time in which um the Riddler gets a chip implanted in his brain or something and Penguin he thought Penguin did it and and he goes to Penguin and and says you broke me or Penguin makes a comment you you broke your boy or something like that it was almost exactly the same wording
1: it was weird
0: and and I find it it is sort of an odd choice of words because it sounds like broke a toy
1: yes you broke my
0: toy you know it's that's where you would hear that people don't really say oh I broke my boy they say I broke my toy you know, and then there's this ongoing yeah. theme of toys, and and I guess maybe things getting broken is a uh, is something that they're hinting at this childlike world of of toys coming into the adult world, um, somehow inappropriately or something like that. I don't know what they're getting at, but but yeah,
1: it is. It's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah,
0: it's an interesting then, little play on words.
1: Again, um, it comes up again at the very end where she. She asks, what happened then? So if they killed Maddie, then who killed them? Um, mm-hmm. And he more or less says, he says, you know what happened? But the question yeah. is, can you live with it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So again, yeah. it's that, can you live with um, Mike having done that in in response to them killing Maddie as, as revenge or whatever?
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. Um, With her. So it's like, yeah, the same again
0: yeah and in a way you know that's uh that's an echo of all jimmy's struggles too i mean jimmy's always having to ask him he's always having to live with the questionable decisions that he's made (laughs) and reflect for sure it's like um yeah these things that come back to haunt him or
1: yeah and it's about that slide into the underworld isn't it where um this is mike this was you know mike was a dirty cop and and then he killed two cops in revenge in Cold Blood. You know what I mean? It's it's. Mm-hmm. And then he he tries to move away from it by moving to Albuquerque, and we know that that doesn't happen. That he ends up back involved again. So it'll be interesting to see how that comes about. And it's the same with Jimmy. You know, Jimmy is trying to resist resist the getting involved in shady undertakings as a lawyer, but ultimately mm-hmm. ends up as as just that. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah um awesome
0: yeah yeah so i mean that's it that that was a that was a great episode a lot of great lines a lot of touching moments a lot of um for sure a lot of uh really these a lot of classic jimmy moments
1: yeah jimmy Um, at his finest with the cops you know that's when he really comes into his element is not it whenever he's got these um, the 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 cops are the people who are almost in positions of authority. He's very confident and knows exactly what to say. like he's always got the right words. Yeah. Um I thought it was brilliant that that yeah. the interview scene was brilliant, really, really masterfully written. you know it was great. yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely Agreed. really enjoyable. Yeah, the next one, the next episode features one of your favorite characters strongly.
1: Oh, does it really? Yeah, is it not true? No who's my other favorite character. I don't know, Betsy. Betsy, oh Betsy Kettleman! I can't <laughs> yeah. wait for Betsy. She's great crack. Oh, you gonna love it. It. This is one fantastic moment where she's just brilliant. <laughs> she's yeah. she's really good. Yeah. she's a great actress. So I'll have to
0: look up who she is. She's really good. She was in um she was in the read the the TV series Fargo. Oh shit! I knew I recognized her. Yeah, see, she I do, I do think a she Fargo bit.
1: podcast. <laughs>
0: That's a great idea, because I haven't watched it, you know, I haven't, I've watched like the first few episodes, Yeah. Um, and then I the dropped it, me and Mickey were watching it, and then we dropped it, and I, I guess um, I never really got back to it, but it's supposed to be fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's, it's got a really big cult following now, you know, it definitely does, um, and I'm the same where I, I started to watch, I think I've watched maybe the first four or five episodes, maybe even two or three episodes, And um, and I just, I don't know why I didn't continue to watch it, but it's one that I've always meant to go back on. So yeah, yeah. We, should, we should have a
0: think about that thanks for listening uh, like and subscribe to um, Saul Re- Rewind uh, and to uh, our other shows uh, that you can find uh, at thatrewindshow.com
1: yeah don't forget to follow us on social media and leave a five star review leave us a five star review hit that five star button and subscribe it makes a big difference